0: hey everyone and welcome to food for the future where young people are serving up action for change i'm lindsay your host and the head of culture at the world food forum a global network empowering young people from around the world to transform agri food systems this podcast is made in collaboration with kitchen connection an organization empowering global citizens with the knowledge to contribute to a better food system. Today we have with us Katarina Polomska. She is a young leader for the European Development Days, promotes the participation of youth in both international development and policy, and much more than that, which we absolutely can't wait to hear about. So welcome Katarina. Thank you so much for being with us. And why don't you give us an introduction to yourself?
1: Thanks, Lindsay. And thanks so much for having me. I'm a big fan of the podcast and of the World Food Forum. So it's an, I'm absolutely thrilled to talk here today with you. Um, Yes, I'm 24, I was born and raised in Slovakia and for the past three years I've been living in Chile uh, where I work for the Food and Agriculture Organization. Um, This year I represented the World Food Forum at the European Development Days and uh, I'm very much engaged for food systems, uh, climate change and also peace and and the role of the youth in decision making about sustainable development. So I also have um, a volunteer group uh, of the European Development Days Alumni Board, where we try to make the voice of the youth heard in all levels of policymaking.
0: That's incredible and absolutely in line, of course, with everything that we love and that we do. So can you tell me a little bit more about your role in the World Food Forum and what you've done, what you like about it, what you like to do more of, whatever you want?
1: Yeah, um, well, the World Food Forum is an amazing platform that is youth-led and that seeks to transform food systems, which is so much aligned with my objectives and uh, what I'm doing right now in my professional career. So being named a youth leader of the World Food Forum to represent them at the EDDs was a great chance to spread the word about the movement, get more people involved, uh, and also try to boost the participation for the flagship event that we have coming up. Uh, in a couple of weeks and what I've been doing also from the region has been to make sure that more people from Latin America and the Caribbean are involved in the platform and they can also bring their issues that are specifically local um, to the global event and to the global agenda of the World Food Forum.
0: I'm so glad you mentioned that because having all the different regions involved is absolutely crucial. As you know very well, we want to be as inclusive as possible and make sure that all young voices are heard to transform our broken agri-food systems. So one thing you mentioned that I know is kind of the principal uh, area of work that you work on and that you're passionate about is peace. So I feel like peace can have a lot of different interpretations. So I'd love to hear from you the kind of definition that you use to define
1: peace. Absolutely. And I think this is so relevant to talk about peace right now because um, just last week it was the International Day of Peace and we have a decade of action to achieve the Agenda 2030 Um, and we also have the European Year of the Youth so I think talking about peace and youth is more relevant than ever. And when we talk peace um, I guess there are many many theories and many ways to understand it, um, but the, traditionally we would understand it as in a binary to conflict and violence, but there are also theories who talk more of a continuum when um, the conflict and the peace uh, are more of an episodes within a longer term uh, development of a country or a community uh, because conflicts arise even during peace and there are times of peace even during war um. And I think what we should also strive for in all the work that we do around peace as international community um, is to think beyond negative peace, which is just the absence of violence or a ceasefire to think about positive peace, that is, uh, where one can thrive and develop potential. And where we address the triggers of conflict and violence, such as corruption, inequality, and this way we present social justice and equality. And we live not only beyond the threat that something may happen to us, but we imagine all the opportunities we might have without any constraints.
0: Wow. I think that's an incredible definition. And I absolutely love that you mentioned the difference between positive peace and negative peace, which I had never heard before. And I wanted to ask you, what kind of role do you think that food plays in peace? Uh, I assume both as a trigger and something, you know, positive and, and peaceful. But what do you think the role is that food has?
1: Yeah so um I think we can think of food as a basic human right that is produced by by the food systems and food systems can directly be uh, a source of conflict or they can be just in a conflict setting so uh when we think of them as source of conflict these are most mostly related to resources and decision making so for example the climate change that can Trigger climate change disasters that in turn decrease agricultural production and put stress on livelihoods because there is less food, can trigger conflicts between communities or groups where there are some people who are more marginalized uh, to have access to food or to resources. And one of those groups uh, is the youth who are actually not in an equal position in agri-food systems to have access to natural resources, such as land or, um, or or water and food. And they're also not taken seriously or they are not given an equal participation in decision-making over these resources. Uh, so we also have the latest data uh, ab- about the drivers of food insecurity. And we see that again and again, it's conflicts and climate change who trigger food insecurity and hunger. And the latest report of the FAO and the World Food Programme shows that uh, right now we have more hungry people than ever and in risk of hunger because they're located in conflict affected areas. And. Um, so I see many interlink- interlinkages there and also in relation to the youth who are considered more vulner- vulnerable um, in relation to food systems, but also because they can be potentially targets of violence and conflict.
0: Definitely, definitely. Okay, so just hearing you talk about how young people can be kind of marginalized, especially in those Decision making situations, which is a big thing that our youth action track focuses on, making sure that young people are uh, at the decision making tables and making sure that they're a part of that to make sure that our future is going to be livable and have an agri food system that works. So, have you been in any situations where you've seen a kind of success of getting young people to be more included in policy making? And if so, could you tell us a little bit about how that happened and how we can make sure that youth are included in um, policymaking in the future?
1: Absolutely. I think the best framework or the best um, underlying action uh, document uh, for this to happen is the United Nations Security Council Resolution 2250, uh, which is on youth, peace, and security. And it's a framework of of action to prevent the impact of conflict and violence on youth because the supposition goes that not only uh, this violence affects our human rights and development, but in turn, it also undermines peace and reconciliation of our communities. So this resolution calls on uh, the member states to promote the participation of the youth in decision-making and peace processes. So we see the youth as crucial actors in peace and in decision making Um, but of course an enabling environment has to be provided for the youth to meaningfully participate in peace processes and in decisions that either involve food systems or a community more in general Um, and this resolution has been very significant because it was really a breakthrough declaration which meant that um that it's, it meant a counter movement to the negative stereotypes that we heard about youth in recent years, for example, in relation to extremism or unemployment and migration, where um, the youth were connected to violence, while um, in in fact, most young people are not engaged in violence and are actually active in promoting peace and uh, in peace building in their in their own communities. Um, so i would also like to highlight that um the resolution is actually failing and your your question about whether i have seen um a positive examples of the participation of youth well there there are many but we still have uh, a long way to go because it i think the key is meaningful participation because we have a lot of events with the youth where youth is consulted and asked for opinion but um the, uh, the data I have here is that as of 2015, only 1.9% of national parliamentary seats were held by young people. And the most, more recent data shows that more than 80% of the world's upper houses of parliaments had no parliamentary members aged under 30. So we have a global governance structure that has no space for the youth. And I don't and it's very hard to transform food systems or uh save the future and achieve Agenda 2030 if we're not allowed a meaningful participation.
0: Of course, absolutely. And I heard that you mentioned under 30. Um, so the definition that we tend to work with is under 36, so around the same. Um, but what do you think about the definitions of what quote unquote, youth is. Because of course, we have some people in their 40s who feel very youthful and feel a bit sad that they're not included in that. Um, Do you have any thoughts on how the, you know, definition of youth works? And uh, do you find that the under 30 definition is more
1: accurate than the under 36? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I don't want, don't want to offend anyone (laughs) with my answer here. Everybody can be young at heart at whatever age they are. (laughs) I was just using the definition that we have from the UN that says kind of young people are aged from 18 to 29. Um, but the ACE itself, it's, it's a funny question that you pose because um, you can have it as an asset, like you're so young and doing so much, but it can be also a barrier that because of your age, you're not given access to all the opportunities um, because you're not considered to be experienced enough. And we see that a lot in uh, in international development and in food system and in peace, where, for example, just so many jobs ask 10 years of experience for you to access finance and credit to, for example, fund your agricultural uh, startup uh, in a rural community that supports peace. But if, if you're 24, well, when... Um, you 10 years of experience would mean that you, you know, from primary school, you had to be already applying for a banking profile, which is quite, uh, quite unrealistic.
0: Definitely, definitely. I think that's a great answer. Um, honestly, and I wanted to ask you another thing about the re- resolution has it faced any backlash, uh, any negative comments? push back have you done things to kind of resolve those conflicts within trying to resolve conflicts or have you received any negative backlash in any of your work and how did what did you do to kind of resolve that
1: yeah so um I would consider the the negative backlash would be kind of connected to maybe local developments, where we see young people are more engaged in um, in uh, social movements, um, and these social movements have a political connotation in a different country in each country, and for those who do not agree with social movements, um, that could be kind of like a backlash to. Uh, to the, to the participation of youth in the politics, where they would be um, undermined and kind of prejudiced against. Um, and I would say maybe the general way our world is headed shows how the resolution um, is not being implemented seriously by member states. Um, because, for example, we have about one in four young people are affected by violence or armed conflict in some way and it's it's a basic principle of this of this resolution that was unilaterally accepted by all member states that this would not happen so um i am afraid that we need more action to make this resolution more than a document but actually um a manifesto of action absolutely so, of course,
0: I also want to know, and I think our listeners will want to know, too, Um, what are your suggestions, very concrete suggestions, like you said, to really take action um, for young people in policymaking decisions and just making sure that young people are more included in things? Like you said, I, I'm sure both of us, you know, you as well, has has run into this problem of wanting 10 years of experience, but they won't pay very much and they only have an internship and not a full-time job even though you've invested in your education and in several years of experience and they have kind of unrealistic expectations of you. Um what are some tips that you have even just for people listening and for us as individuals? Is there anything that we can do to kind of get young people more involved in all of the things you've been mentioning?
1: Hmm, That's a big question. There are very many challenges. And I think what also happens to us in these jobs, as you mentioned, um, is that we are often um, kind of, we use our our motivation for sustainable development uh, is channeled to just be instruments of some little work rather than be there uh, when strategic decisions are being made. Um, So my call would be to stop tokenizing youth as something like some fancy accessory that you put on your um, latest project, but to treat the youth as as partners, not as beneficiaries, Um, and to give us a right to be at the the decision-making table, either it be a peace process decision table uh, or decisions about food systems. For example, um, if we give equal rights to the youth in access to resources such as land and credit, um and we also invo- involve them in decision making about uh, peace and about food systems then actually our role then our our role can be so much stronger in uh, sustaining peace and in preventing further conflict that exacerbates hunger and climate crisis and uh, all the uh, all the bad stuff that's happening right now in the world so We are active agents of change and transformation across all dimensions of food systems. And we're also actors for peace and reconciliation. But we must be given the real and meaningful participation to be able to do so effectively.
0: Yes, I love this. Partners, not beneficiaries. It's completely true. Um, And if I may kind of put in my own two cents, um, I definitely resonate with what you're saying about making sure that you're involved in decisions and not being an accessory because I find that's happened in so many different instances. And at the World Food Forum, our entire team is of young people um, under under 36, almost our entire team of the people who are really implementing the day-to-day work and making sure that our event is going to go perfectly and all the events that we do year-round as a movement. And I think in my experience, what has worked for me to make sure that I myself are more in, is more included in decision making, I would say that even when you're in a meeting with your manager who's older than you, uh, or whatever the case might be, I find it doesn't hurt to just say, you know, I know you're having these meetings with higher up management. You know, especially if what you're doing is youth-related, um, and just kind of say, you know, I think it's important to have youth representation to be a partner and someone who is actually part of the integral decision-making process. I would love to be included in that meeting. And I've found that people usually just don't even think of including you in these in these meetings just because it's not out of malice. Usually it's actually that they don't even consider it. They don't even think about it. I've done this even in my job in the UN telling managers, you know, I really think that it's important for young people to be in this meeting I understand it's not the most fun thing in the world but I will, you know, volunteer myself to go and if you need some more people then I'm happy to find some other colleagues who would be willing to attend but I think it's important that I'm there and you have to follow up with people, you know, you can't just assume that they're you ask them once and it will be done. So I think if you follow up with them and you ask them they will you may be surprised at how they might uh, kind of include you more uh, have you had any experiences like that in your in your own career
1: yeah absolutely I think proactiveness is the is the key um, and in what you mentioned uh, I think what I've learned was also that to keep kind of the youth and young mindset is the uh, value added. It's not that we should change our ways uh, to think more like the senior managers or the politicians that we're dealing with, but rather we should keep the drive and the authentic- authenticity that brings us to the, to the table. Um, because this is what is new to the what comes new to the discussion um uh, i don't think it's relevant for us or even advisable for us to kind of adopt mindset of an older older generation just to be included but rather um yes keep the authenticity of of our generation and uh, be proactive
0: of course i absolutely agree with that I think it's actually something that, at least in my experience and some of my colleagues, has been appreciated as well. And especially even in job interviews, I feel like this has taken a career turn. But I think it's important. Um, and even in you know job interviews, people want to know that you have a different perspective on things. They want to know that you're unique. And I think when you, you know, if you manage to attend these higher level meetings with senior managers then it is a chance to show that you do have your own unique point of view. Businesses, whether it's a UN organization or a private sector or a nonprofit, whatever it may be, they want a fresh look on things. They want you to think differently than the employees that have been there for 25 years. So I agree with you that it's definitely something positive that needs to be valorized and not hidden. You shouldn't have to change yourself for anyone, especially for for people at work. So Um, Thanks for taking that little turn toward the career with me. Um, I think it was helpful to kind of (laughs) talk it out. And I think other people are definitely having similar experiences. Um, we'll have to do a podcast just on being young and strong in your career. Um, so we're coming to the end of our episode. Is there anything else that you want to mention that I forgot? Something fun about the, your work that you're doing? Maybe the fav- your favorite project that you're currently working on? Anything else you want to mention?
1: Yeah, I would like to take this last moment um, to highlight a couple of international very interesting projects that I've, I've come across that involve youth and food systems and peace as kind of a good recipe to um, to make societies work. And I wanted to highlight a case from the region uh, from Colombia, uh, which is called Utopia Schools, uh, and it is targeted at young people uh, who were or are living in conflict affected areas. So, as you know, um, of Colombian territory is rural and it was in rural areas where the conflict was the strongest. Um, So, and the communities that live there are still kind of working on redefining what is rurality and redefining their reconciliation and a new way of life. So uh, the scholarship program uh, is focused on agriculture and engineering uh, and it promotes territorial and integral rural development in the home communities. So they uh, empower the youth with leadership and community development uh, and skills for sustaining peace along with agriculture and when they complete their degree um, they have the skills to reduce poverty improve agriculture production and build social cohesion all with help with seed capital to uh, implement their projects in, in their communities uh, so, so far we have 600 young people in the program and 200 have graduated um, and I wanted to highlight this as a very, very nice example and a positive example in a in a topic that can be so difficult as peace and conflict. But uh, the youth can be there as agents of change and peace and making it all go in the right turn.
0: That is an amazing project. Would you be able to just tell us the name of their website so that people can learn more?
1: Absolutely. It's called Utopia, U T O. P-I-A, uh, in Colombia, and you can find it on uh, the website of ICA I-I-C-A, uh, that international.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Catarina, for being with us. It's been fantastic talking with you. I feel like we hit a lot of great points And as Catalina mentioned, our flagship event is coming up very quickly. It's going to be from the 17th to the 21st of October. It's going to be a hybrid event. So you have just a couple more days to register in person. Uh, It's going to be at the FAO headquarters in Rome, Italy. So if you are around europe or italy at the time please do join us in person and if you are somewhere else in the world of course we would love to have you there online and if you go to our website you the world food forum website you can go ahead and register either in person
1: or to be there online well thank you so much lindsay for this conversation i had a lot of fun and i think we touched on so many important topics that each deserve an hour in itself as a podcast um so If you want, follow me on social social media and follow us on EDD Young Leaders uh, blog and Instagram. And uh, I will see you there virtually at the flagship event in October.
0: To learn more about the World Food Forum, you can visit our website at world-food-forum.org and follow us on all social media. To learn more about Kitchen Connection, visit their website, kitchenconnection.org, and follow them on social media. Until next time, this was Food for the Future.